Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Sharon Vanderput. God is good, isn't he? All right, so just turn to your neighbor and say to them, I am free. Now say it to them again like you actually believe it, okay? <laughs> I am free. Okay. So good morning, everyone. My name is Sharon. My husband and I pastor a congregation here. It is an honor to stand here in front of you this morning. We are going to continue and finish our series on living a next steps life as a worshiper. And today... We're focusing on the part of the truth that sets you free, or for the cool kids, as Kevin would usually say, it's all good, all right, it's all good. It was either that or having a bad hair day, so I chose that one. Um, but we are just giving you a quick recap. We're in a series where we've just been talking about how we can really live, take our next steps, that our life is a continuous journey with God. We always take our next steps with God, spiritually, relationally, in our witness and in our serving, if you guys remember that. Um, and we've just really been going deep with God, talking about prayer, about worship, talking about the word, the truth, about God being a God of abundance. And now we're going to find and like give the big finale to it about the truth that sets us free. We know that the word of God, we talked about this a few weeks ago, the truth sets us free. So if we look at John 8, 32, it says, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Thanks, Trev. You got my back. Um, if we quickly go to Hebrews 4, verse 12, it says, for the word of God is alive and active. Amen. Say the word of God is alive and active. Okay, let's do that again. The Word of God is alive and active. Amen. Amen. So we know that the Word of God is the truth, right? And we know that the truth sets us free. So knowing the Word and knowing the verses, they set us free. Amen? Okay. So I want us to focus on a very specific word today. We know the general thing of the truth sets us free, but I want to focus on a very specific verse that I believe sets us free, okay? And it's a very famous Romans 8.28. Does anyone know this verse by heart? Anyone ever have to go through a situation where you just had to memorize it to the very core of your being that you never forget it? Nope, just me. Okay, um, Romans 8.28. Can we put it up on the screen in the NIV version, please? Uh, we've got all these versions. It's fine. Just put it all up. It's the one with the four squares. There we go. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Let's look at the NLT version. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Amen. We're going to do a bit of teaching today, okay? We're going to break this verse apart. And I want us to look now at the Amplified Version just here at the bottom left. And we know with great confidence, with great confidence, that God who is deeply concerned about us, I love that, causes all things to work together as a plan 
for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. Let's look at the Passion Translation. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. Isn't that amazing? I want us to just, we're going to break this verse down. And I believe this verse, this truth, because it sets us free, is really going to bring so much freedom into our hearts this morning. Okay? We're going to focus on, on the part of the, on the NIV version, just because probably most people have the NIV version. Um, but I want, I want to just share something with you about this. this. This word and this verse, it's been in my spirit for a few weeks. And it's just been really hard to know how to communicate it in a way that you will get it in your spirit. So I'm just going to quickly pray that God would just give you that revelation and just birth something in your spirit about this, okay? Because it's a word that we carry in in season. And the reason I want to share this word as well is because we are all either in a trial, on our way out of a trial, or on our way into a trial. Aren't we? <laughs> it's We're kind of living in the parentheses of life, aren't we? Kind of bit of pressure, bit of a lot of things going on. And we're all either in a trial, maybe you are in one, maybe you're on your way out of a trial, woo, praise God. Maybe you're on your way into one and you don't even know it yet. So I'm giving you this word because I believe we need to be prepared in all seasons and maybe you need hope and encouragement in your season right now, wherever you are, okay? Let's quickly pray. Father, we just thank you that you are here that your presence is in this place. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would reveal to us your word, your truth. Father, thank you that you make your words, your truth known to us. Father, just pray for everyone in this room that they would just be able to grab a hold of this truth, that it would bring hope, it would bring encouragement, and it would bring freedom into their hearts, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. How many of you have maybe felt like over the last, let's say, six months, you've been going through a bit of a hard time? It's been a bit of an up and down. Can we be honest in this room? I have. Yeah? Okay, cool. So this word is relevant for all of us. Thank you, Jesus. Um, if we break this verse down, the first word of the sentence is and. And we know that God causes everything. And, okay, your life has an and to it. Okay, an and. God is not finished with you. That's my first point. God is not finished with you and there is an and to your story. Okay, you might be struggling. You might be like, oh, when is this going to end? But God is saying there is an and. Okay, not necessarily an end, there's an end. Okay, there's something more to come. God is not done with you, there is hope. Okay, that's the first one. Let's go to the next slide. And we is the second word. There is a we in your life. A we, okay, that is us. You do not have to be alone. 
You were never called to journey by yourself. Okay? We need to invite other people onto our journeys. Because there is a reason that this verse says, and we know. It doesn't say, and I know. It says, and we know. Okay? Don't exclude others from your journey. We need one another. Especially in the trials, we need one another. And it can be a tendency for us to isolate ourselves when we find it really hard because we're just like, oh, I don't want to get hurt even more. I just want to keep everyone out that could possibly hurt me. But when we put up these walls, we're stopping from good things to come in as well. And I just want to encourage you, if you maybe have been isolating people or kind of just feeling lonely, don't exclude others from your journey, okay? Let's all be part of this together because there is a we in your life. Amen? I just want to tell you this morning that the loneliness that you're feeling in your heart is a lie, okay? You might say, well, Sharon, what I'm feeling is very real. What you're feeling might be real, but the truth is bigger than the reality you're feeling, and the truth is that Jesus is with you and you're not alone. Okay, let's look at the next words. And we know that. Okay, God wants you to know some things today. Not just know them in your head, but know them in your heart. He wants you to have that absolute certainty that like I said in the verse earlier, for we have great confidence, we are convinced God wants you to be convinced this morning that he's going to take you through it, okay? He wants you to be convinced of it this morning. And we know that. What is the state of your faith this morning? This is not a question to condemn you or make you feel bad, but we just need to look. It says to, to examine ourselves in a sense of to test ourselves whether we're in the faith or not. We need to see, am I in faith right now? And it's okay if we're not, but we need to then ask God, okay, God, please give me your faith. Because his faith, in his faith there's abundance, isn't there? So if we need faith for something, God, please give me faith for this, because I know this is what your word says. Okay? Do you need a boost of faith this morning? Yes? Right, well, it's coming your way. Hallelujah. God is about to give you one. Let's look at the next words. And we know that, my goal after this is for you to remember the verse by heart, okay? It was one of the first scriptures I had to learn by heart because I was going through a tough time and I just knew I needed to learn that. And we know that in all things, okay, let's break that down. And we know that in all things, emphasis on the in. It's not before the trial, it's not after the trial, it's in your trial, in all things, God is present, okay? God is in your current situation. God is where you are. He's not leaving you alone. He's not staring from a distance at you. He's in all, in all situations. In the very midst of your circumstances, he's working for your good. Amen? In all things. And now let's focus on the, on the in all things. Okay, in all things, it's not just in the famine, in the earthquakes, in the abuse, in the headaches, in all 
things, okay? All things. I want that to be in your spirit this morning. It's in and it's in all, okay? It's in all things, okay? It's not specific. It's in all things. We all have things in our lives, don't we? We all have things. So this verse is all-inclusive. Oh, you can be more excited than that this morning. This verse is all-inclusive. It's in all things, it's all things, and it's all things. Come on. Thank you. I need that. Don't you love it that God really means all things? Do you know when God says in all things, He means all things. Amen. We believe and we trust God. What he says is true. Amen. Okay, let's look at the next one. And we know that in all things, God works. Okay, let's put the emphasis on God. And we know that in all things, God works. God works. Okay. God promises in this verse that God is working. God is working, okay? And it's God that makes all these things work. It's not you, okay? God is giving you a promise that in all things, He's working for your good. Isn't that phenomenal? Like just that promise of thank you, Jesus. He is working. Okay, let's put the emphasis on works. And we know that in all things, God works. Okay, God is not a lazy God. Okay, some of you need to get that truth in your spirit today that God is not standing back watching you suffer. He's promising you right now that he is working even if you can't see it. Okay, you cannot and don't have to fix it because God works. Okay, God is working and he works. Amen. Amen. He's working right now. Someone needs to hear that God is working in your life right now. He's an active God. You know, um, sometimes when something is embroidered, um, like tablecloth or a bookmark or whatever, when you look at things from the bottom, let's say here we'd have a tablecloth that would be embroidered. If you look at it from the bottom, you just see tangled thread. And you think, what on earth is this? It just looks like a mess. It just looks like there's no plan. But when you look at it from the top, God is spelling out that he is love and he's faithful. Okay? When you look at things from our perspective, we're just like, what on earth is this? When you look at it from God's perspective, he's like, hang on. I'm embroidering something. I'm writing something. And your life spells out something. Okay? Your life spells out something for the glory of God. And you might not see the result of it yet because God is like, I'm not finished yet. Just wait. Just wait. And it's not that God is not capable, but it's a journey of you trusting him. Amen. And we know. Come on. Every time I repeat this, repeat it with me, okay? Because I want this verse to be in your spirit. And we know that in all things, God works, and that emphasis, for the good. For the good. Come on. God is a good God, okay? The Bible says in 1 John 1, 5, I don't know if that, we have that verse. Maybe we don't. 1 John 1, 5. Nope, that's fine. I'll read it to you. You just have to trust me on it. God is light. 
In him, there is no darkness at all. Come on. God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. God has no bad agenda, no hidden secret, sneaky little plan that is evil. No, he is pure, he's light, and there's no darkness in him. So he cannot harm you. Amen. Amen. Some of you need to find freedom in the fact that God is good in pure light. He has plans to prosper you and not to harm you. It says in Jeremiah 29, 11, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Amen. That's what God is saying to you this morning. <sighs> Hallelujah. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Okay. Do you love Jesus this morning? Yes. Great. You've met that requirement. See, it's all inclusive. And Jesus is such a good shepherd. Psalm 23, he is a good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack no good thing. No good thing. Amen. Amen. So that's the first requirement of those who love him. Next one. And are called according to his purpose. Okay. You are called this morning. So you fit both requirements. You love Jesus and you're called according to his purposes. So this verse is all inclusive for you, okay? This is, this is a promise on which you can stand. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is love him and respond to his call. That's it. And as you love him and you respond to his call, God is promising you that in all things he's working for your good. Amen. You are called. It's his purpose and it's his plan. We're not called because of our plan. We're called because of his plan. So if it's his plan, it's his responsibility to work it out. Amen. The pressure to get you through whatever storm, battle or hardship you're facing is on him. It's his responsibility to sustain you. So that you can fulfill his plan. Okay? I want this truth to be so anchored in you that whatever you're facing, you know. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Okay? Whatever situation you're facing, when there's anxiety that comes up where you're like, anger comes up or whatever it is, you can say that you know that in all things, God is working for my good. Amen. Just remember that embroidering. The bottom, you don't see what's going on. You think it's messy. What on earth is happening? But when you look at it on top, God is spelling out his faithfulness over your life. Amen. Think about this. What if you knew that it would all turn out well, whatever you're facing or about to face? What if what this verse promises would be a certainty, unsinkable truth? It is. <laughs> it's God's word. It's an unsinkable truth. It's a certainty. Someone wrote a book on this verse, actually, a whole book, just in Romans 8, 28. 
and um, they say the following. Romans 8.28 is all-inclusive, all-powerful, and always available. It is as omnipotent as the God who signed and sealed it. Okay? I'll say that again. It's as omnipotent as the God who signed and sealed it. It's as loving as the Savior who died to unleash it. It can do anything God can. And I love that part because it's God's word and Jesus is God's word and Jesus is God. This verse can do everything God can do. Amen. Isn't that amazing that it's all inclusive, all powerful. It's an absolute certainty. Whatever you're facing, God is working for your good. And there's no darkness in him. So it can only be good. Amen. You might not see it yet, but you will see it. God is faithful and true. In Revelation 19.11, it says, I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice, he judges and wages war. Jesus is called Faithful and True in heaven. Isn't that amazing? He is actually called Faithful and True. Your Savior is faithful and true. He will never fail you because you put your trust in Him. It says in Romans 10, 11, a scripture says, anyone who believes in Him will never be put to shame. I'll say that again. A scripture says, anyone who believes in Him will never be put to shame. God is blessing for your life, not shame. Shame is not from God. How are we doing on time? I want to share a story with you. It's a very well-known story. I'm pretty sure you know it. Do you remember when the Israelites were standing in front of the Red Sea when Moses was leading them? And they had the Egyptian chasing them, trying to kill them. And they were standing in front of this big Red Sea. Do you know that this was a setup? God set this up. Okay? Sometimes we think our struggles and our situations are just like, Oh, what is going on? But God is setting you up. That doesn't mean that bad things come from God. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that God will use the situation to bring glory to His name. And for you to know that He is working. Amen. We know what happened. God split the sea so the Israelites could walk on dry ground. But not only did He deliver them, he drowned their enemies, their insecurities, their death sentence. He drowned it all. He used that difficult situation, not just to deliver them and bring glory to his name, but to drown everything they were facing. Amen. It's, you need to get this in your head. Okay. God is able to use every situation to bring him glory. He will and He is doing it in your life. Whenever the Israelites were in trouble, God had their attention. Again, I'm not saying God brings bad things. We just read God is light. There's no darkness in Him at all. But God will use things to get our attention. He will use things to get our attention. 
He will use our trials and battles to get our attention and not only to save us, but like Romans 8:28, it promises to drown our insecurities, our fears, and the things trying to trap us and kill us. Amen. I want to share something with you this morning. You know how our lives are seed. I want to tell you this morning, you are planted and not buried. Sometimes when a seed is put in the ground, you can feel like you're buried. You're buried? Buried? I don't know if I'm saying it right. You're buried. And you feel like you're suffocating. You feel like, oh, I can't breathe. But actually, you're planted and not buried. Maybe you feel like you've been forgotten about. Maybe you feel like no one sees you, but God's planted you. And everything you need to survive is in the seed. It's all in you already. And at the right point, it's going to spring up and it's going to grow and produce fruit. You're planted and not buried. Let's look at a last verse in Ephesians. I believe we have this one. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, he's at work, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Do you know this verse in Ephesians? It sounds like a lot of praise and giving glory to God. Do you know Paul wrote this in prison? Paul wrote this in prison, okay? In the midst of his trial. This is something called a doxology, an outburst of praise and worship to God, okay? An expression of praise to God. See, it's great to worship God after a trial is done and give him glory for taking us through it. But it's a whole other thing to do a doxology, an outburst of praise within your trial. And Paul gives us that amazing, amazing example by him doing it. And he doesn't say, by the way, I'm in prison while I'm doing this. It's not like they knew that, you know. But he, he just says now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Isn't that amazing? Hallelujah. Jen and T, could you come up, please? Um, what we're going to do this morning, we're going to have communion together as a church family. But also, we're going to do a doxology, okay? We're going to do an outburst of praise to God in all things, okay? You know... I'm just going to read this verse again. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I want you to just close your eyes for a moment. We're just moving some bits around for communion. Don't be distracted for that. It's okay. Um, do you want to have that absolute certainty in your heart? that God will come through for you. If you want that absolute certainty, you can have it this morning.
God is wanting to download faith into your heart this morning. He's wanting to download that assurance, that courage, that saying, come on, I've got this. If you've been discouraged or you felt like you've been let down, he wants to lift your head this morning. He's the lifter of our head. He says that he crowns you with beauty instead of ashes. He crowns you with beauty instead of ashes. Thank you, Jesus. You know, before we had all of these digital things, whatever, when you wanted to develop a picture, a film, you needed to bring it into a dark room. And you had to put it through all kinds of liquids and everything, and you could not let any light get into the room. Because when the light touched it, it would be destroyed. or would not be fully developed. Maybe you feel like you're in God's dark room at the moment. Maybe you feel like it's dark, you don't know a way out. But the good thing is that it's God's dark room. And he's working a beautiful picture in your life. And at just the right time, it will be finished and developed. And it can be exposed to the light. For it's safely to be exposed. God has good plans for you plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Thank you, Jesus. I want us all to just stand and what we're going to do is we're going to just worship and give an outburst of praise to God that just from the inside of you know what God, in the midst of all things, whatever it has happened, whatever is to come, Whatever I'm in now, I'm going to praise you, Lord. Because we know that in all things, you are working for our good. Because we love you and are called according to your purpose. So, the worship team is going to lead us into some worship. But let your own worship arise. And whenever you feel like you're ready, I want you to come and take communion. With your spouse, if you want to, if not, that's absolutely fine. But this is for you because this is the greatest promise of all. This is the reason we have Romans 8:28 because Jesus came and died on the cross so that we could be forgiven because we all fell short of the glory of God. And the fact that He died on the cross, He gave His life for us, is our living hope. That is the hope in which we're standing. That's why we have Romans 8, 28 today. Because of that sacrifice. When Jesus went through the greatest trial of all. But He came through at the very end. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com. 